What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 72 or slash 73 slash I have no clue because we haven't recorded in like two months of the Flea Flicker NFL show. I'm your host, Arib Umar, and after a pretty long hiatus after the NFL draft them all, we are finally back together, both of us in this virtual studio, ready to record some football content and probably the deadest time of the year because there's like literally no news, no training camp. Like not even like people getting injured. Like there's literally nothing to talk about. But before we jump into anything football related, I've got to ask you, Amal, how are you doing today? What's up, Reeb? Oh my goodness, it's been it's been way too long. So I like that we talked about covering day two of the draft, but then day two of the draft got kind of boring. Then day three was also boring, mainly because Reeb's guy Tamori and Terry. Uh, fell yeah. out and then we dude, found out like later. A cl- a and then we found now, we found out later on we said character issues was going to be a reason that he'd fall out but character issues did not think criminal issues i didn't think those would equate to the same thing and neither did Arib. so uh i give him the benefit apparently of fsu is just the dallas cowboys of the college football yeah, scene dude I mean, like it, they got bad. a ton of criminals down there yeah, I mean, Jameis Winston was the start of it all, so I'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, that that dude, that dude's a robber. I mean, he stole crab legs. I think that's what his first offense was. But yeah, I, regardless, we'll get past all of that. But I think it, it's good to be back. Uh, that being said, we are back, like Arib said, at the driest moment of football right now. We have about, I would say, eight Sundays left, seven Sundays left till uh, we get the season back. But we're still so far away. It's not like the draft where we, there's still so much to talk about. Like, because at least you're looking forward to something. Here, it's like you are, but you're also you also aren't because like it's there's there's no news going on. You know, at least with the draft, there's draft news going on. You get to see people's pro days and everything. Get to see the combine. You don't, you can't you can't see any of that right now. So you don't even know. And I'm not gonna. I'm. I mean, I love football, but I'm not trying to look at OTAs from each team. I. I it, it. I mean, I don't even know if you watch the Eagles OTAs, Arib. It, it. It gets. Sometimes it's just absolutely pointless i think at the most i do is obviously look at players instagrams and see what the work they're doing maybe um bleacher report gridiron uh they post uh they post uh videos of other players and how their workout regime has been like so you can tell who's been putting in that work such as jalen hurts and Devonte smith you see that connection always uh going on on the scene so uh but yeah, uh, this episode mainly, uh, there's not really any news we can talk about, just a lot of rumors, really. Uh, Taylor Moten, I guess, is the only news. He got paid four years, $72 million. Arib's never heard of him. I've like, I've heard his name before, so he seems, and I thought he was decent, but like I also don't really know him. Our sources uh, don't go other way. Yeah, down and to Carolina, our, our sources, our sources also don't care either. I, I mean, it doesn't matter. I, I, I really could have, I, I could have lived without that news. Um, and I think the Panthers could too. Uh, I think it's that <laughs> irrelevant. Um, I think Ryan Ramjick getting five years, ninety mil. Uh, that was two weeks ago. We're going back to news that are that's two weeks old. I mean, that that's how crazy this is. That's the uh, biggest headline, folks. <laughs> yeah, that actually is. And oh yeah, of course, this is a big one. Uh, just to put the final pin in the needle, uh, for why Brady will probably be forever the go to football, and you could even argue go to sports. He played this entire season on a, a partially torn uh, MCL. So. Um, yep, oh, fully, 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 it. fully torn MCL. Mm-hmm. My bad. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I guess we made fun of him like walking drunk after the Super Bowl party, but I think maybe his fully torn MCL was part of that reason. But that dude is uh, built different. I made. I told. I was keep. I was kept on bragging about how Philip Rivers played through a torn ACL and MCL after he fully tore it, but I guess Brady played multiple games with the fully torn MCL and he uh, did just fine. He's just built different. Some would say that. And Amal, going all the way back to six weeks ago, where this news we just never talked about. And I don't think we're going to have much to say other than the the Titans won this trade. But the Titans traded for Julio Jones, Amal. Oh, God, that was so long. That's literally six weeks ago. They traded him for uh, a second-round pick, I believe it was, and like changed, like a fourth-rounder. 
We talked um, about how AJ Brown was being like, like he was like he was like doing anything. He was almost like he was simping for Julio. Yeah, he was big simping time, for Julio Jones. Yeah. Uh, and and hey, it worked. He got the guy he wanted. All you need to know is Tennessee. They needed a big offensive weapon after losing Corey Davis and Jonu Smith to free agency. And hey, they got the best wide receiver. I, I guess he and AB are probably tied for the best wide receiver of the last probably decade. I mean, you could throw in Calvin Johnson as well, but. He sort of retired midway through the decade. But if I, if the two best receivers of the last, what, like five, six years, Julio Jones and AB, without question. And they just got one of them, even though he's hurt. But it doesn't matter, dude. Julio Jones is just built different. And at the end of the day, the thing that held back the Titans last year, I think, was their lack of consistent passing offense. Uh, to supplement to to supplement their heavy run game, and when the run game stalled, like it did against the the Ravens in the playoffs this year, I mean they didn't have enough. Tannehill weapons could to... only do so much. Yeah, he couldn't do. Yeah, much. I mean yeah. AJ Brown is only so good. Corey Davis, I mean he's good sometimes, not good other times. And Jonu Smith, great tight end dude, but he's not someone you want to rely on to win a game. Hulu Jones, you can rely on to win a game. Massive dub. For the Titans, and I guess for the Falcons, uh, Julio didn't want to be there anymore. Getting rid of him, they could have gotten more value, but I get it. He's older, big contract, um, injury yeah. prone. So I probably, I think he was worth a first round pick. Uh, obviously, the NFL didn't value him as a first rounder for whatever reason. I guess the NFL is drunk or something, but it it just it is what it is. I think it's a, it's a pretty balanced trade, I'd say overall. Atlanta they they're in cap hell and they needed to alleviate some of those cap concerns and I think they did that. So, overall I think that's probably both our thoughts on this trade and we can probably move yeah. on to yeah, our main on. topic. And our main topic of all, I'm going to call it success or failure. And it's going to sort of the reason I'm doing this is cuz I want to look back in February of 2022 after the Super Bowl, whoever played in that Super Bowl and whoever won Super Bowl 50, is it 56 now? Something like that? 55? Yeah, 55, I think. I'm not, I think so. I think it's 55. Super Bowl, whoever wins Super Bowl 55. And we're, if we're wrong, whatever, big deal. Oh, this upcoming one's probably 56. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whoever wins that Super Bowl, okay, we're going to look back at all these teams and we're going to say, you know what? Was their, was their season a success or failure? And we're going to sort of come up with our benchmarks for whether or not every team's team was uh, – every season's every team's season was a success or failure now. And I guess it's July, so it's a bit early. Injuries are going to happen and all that stuff. And we're going to have our deeper sort of predictions later on in August. But I think this is a good way to just sort of get a good grip on how good and how we expect every NFL team to perform – and uh, this week, we're going to focus on NFC teams, the so 16 NFC teams, the NFC North, NFC East, NFC South, and NFC, NFC West. And we're going to go through t- uh, team by team and give what our sort of expectations are. And like, look like, for example, like the Packers, what would be a successful season for the Packers uh, looking back in, you know, 2022? Like, it's, just, it's pretty simple, success or failure. Anything you want to add to that all before we hop into it, or just want to nah, hop dive in? Nah. Maybe you could throw in a couple re- couple reasons, maybe just a, a tip, yeah, yeah, tidbits, mm-hmm. of course. But that I mean, that's that's a just a success or failure that you expect from this season, uh, and what you deem to be a success for each team. Because of course, not every team is going to be it's not going to be considered success. Like for example, I'm going to just name a random team off my head. Let's say it's the Denver Broncos, right? Their definition of success or failure is going to be different from the like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you, it's different for each team, of course. So uh, and this can... just isn't win total as well. Like there's some teams that like they could win four games. Like for example, think about like the Miami Dolphins like two years ago, their first year with Brian Flores. They didn't win any games, bro. They won like four or five games. But everyone thought of that that season as a success and as a win for the franchise. So Definitely. win total yeah. doesn't matter all that much unless you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Everyone knows what their expectations are, and we're going to talk about that for a successful season. But uh, like, other than that, win total is kind of irrelevant to be honest. Like, we're not trying to predict wins. We're trying to predict sort of building blocks that you can yeah. carry on moving we'll, forward. We'll worry about win total almost weeks before the season starts. Not mm-hmm. right now. It's not. It's irrelevant right now because we're just simply predicting wins. Uh, I mean, successes or failures. Um, yeah, we can get started. Uh, 
we'll start with, we'll go through uh, the NFC North first. Uh, and that'll consist of the, we'll start with the, the worst team, which is uh, from last year, at least. And that's the Detroit Lions who uh, went five and 11. Uh, they got, they traded their franchise cornerstone quarterback, Matthew Stafford away uh, and got, a bunch of capital back and of course they got jared goff uh, as qb swap um i i think here i think this is going to be a develop developmental season i could also see maybe for the future they could be tanking to get a quarterback will also would not surprise me i i truly do though think they're not gonna be that successful uh in that and like overall performance but i think it'll be i think they'll have a successful season based on like team building and i think uh that will get them through the hump and if they're not winning games i think they're gonna have the high picks and they're gonna have two first regardless so um i think overall they will have team success i mean performance wise they're gonna fail but i think overall i'll think of them as a success similar to how like the Bengals were, I guess. So um, Bengals were, I guess, last year. So, yeah. I think a successful year for this team, the, the Detroit Lions, Amal, would be if they can sort of live up to what their head coach, Dan Campbell, what his philosophy is. And people are saying he's like a meathead and he's trying to bring back like hard-nosed football. And I see nothing wrong with that. I think if you the way he wants to build a football team is through the tr- tr- uh, trenches. He wants to build a strong offensive line, and he did that by spending his first round pick on Panay Sewell, the offensive tackle out of Oregon. He re-signed Frank Regno, their center. Uh, I think they gave Taylor Decker a long-term deal, their left tackle. Like this offensive line is probably a couple years out from being like one of the probably top five, maybe potentially lines in the league if they like play their cards right and Panay Sewell hits. They can be a really good line, and what. I think Dan Campbell wants his team to do is he wants them to be able to run the football really effectively, you know, shocker control the clock. Cause you don't have the best wide receivers and you have Jared Goff as your quarterback. And second, I think he wants to be able to stop the run and he spent two high draft picks on Levi and Muzurike out of Washington, the defensive tackle and Aline McNeil out of NC state. Both those guys uh, sort of different defensive tackles comparatively to each other. Aline McNeil is more of a, I guess a space eater versus Levi Muzurike is more of a penetrator and a disruptor. But at the end of the day, both those guys can stop the run and both of those guys are going to help build the trenches and strengthen the trenches. And I think for the Detroit Lions, I think a really strong season for them, like you said, would be team building, trying to sort of develop a culture, whether that be like rallying behind Jared Goff or, you know, running the football. They brought in, uh, they, you know, they had last year's what second round pick DeAndre Swift. It's going to come in and he's going to have a big workload this season. They brought in Jamal Williams, drafted Jamar Jefferson, Jermar Jefferson out of Oregon State, I think, the running back. So they're going to try to alleviate the load, but I think they're going to try to run the ball a ton, uh, have some semi efficient passing uh, with Jared Goff and these no name trash wide receivers, such as Amon or St. Brown, who in no way should be the most notable wide receiver in your team, but shocker, he is. And yeah, I think they're going to sort of run the ball effectively and try to stop the run and they're going to build the trenches. And I think if they do that and keep games close, because like you said, they're not going to win anything. They suck. Then I think it's a win for them and it's a successful season. Yeah. And I I believe that that in in those terms, I think we both agree on it. I think they will have a successful season in that regards. I think so as well. I mean, maybe if golf is just so trash, but even then, that's he's a top twenty that, quarterback in the league. Yeah, like, but he's he, not. That yeah, bad. yeah. And that's why I don't even envision that. Like even in the worst case scenario that he's trash, they have two first, and they're gonna bound to get a quarterback. They can draft a quarterback. That's not a problem. So I mm-hmm. think it's gonna be very hard for the Detroit Lions to have necessarily a failure, um, unless of course there's uh, problems in the organization. Um, like the Texans. So also, uh, just for the record, I'm all Detroit's draft was kind of nutty, bro. Penesuo, Aline McNeil, Levi, great Mizurike, draft. Great draft. Yato Melifonwu, the corner out of Syracuse, I believe. But they're going to pair with Amani Ori Orowarie. And obviously last year's first round pick, Jeff Akuda. That like, 
They have friends, talent here. Our friends Chase and Arian were very happy with the this year's this past mm-hmm. uh, draft. Amon or St. Brown. That was also they got, great uh, They got Sage Seurat as like an undrafted free agent, I think. Yeah. Uh, the guy out of Wake Forest. Like, like, this is a great free agency. And they need to restack. And I think if they restack and build sort of a culture, I think it's a success for them. Definitely. Um, moving on. I guess the Vikings had the – I think it's the Vikings had the second worst season, right, in the NFC North. And uh, you can fact check me on that, but we're going to talk about the Vikings regardless. The Vikings, they, for me, a win for the Detroit, uh, for the Minnesota Vikings, them all. Probably the most shocking thing, uh, and their head coach is Mike Zimmer, and he's been a phenomenal defensive-minded head coach for them for, I think, seven years now. And I, I pulled up the stats, them all. So this year, the Vikings, they were 29th in points per game allowed. 29.7 points per game allowed, right? And then comparatively, last year in 2019, they were sixth. And they haven't been outside the top 10 since 2014 when they were 11th in that rating. So they dropped, like, I mean, this is like dropping a stone in water, dude. They, they complete their defensive efficiency plummeted. And I mean, you could see it. They kept allowing a ton of points and they didn't lose. I think both of us had the Vikings as like, easily a playoff team last season, like, com- 100%, like yeah. potentially competing Definitely. with the green Bay yeah. Packers for the division crown. And guess what? That didn't happen. And people are going to blame Kirk cousins for that. And obviously they drafted, um, they drafted Kellen Mond out of Texas A&M with a surprisingly high pick. I think a third rounder, right. And I, I it wouldn't shock me if he ends up being sort of the heir to the throne there in Minnesota, even though just they just give Kirk, Kirk Cousins a long-term deal for like three more years. But I think for the Vikings, forget playoffs. If they can reestablish their defense, I think they will be a playoff team. Like forget the playoff success. I think they just need to reestablish that defense with Mike Zimmer. And if they don't, I'm just going to be flat out honest. I think Mike Zimmer is going to get the boot because he's old and I mean, I mean, he's, he's made the playoffs a couple of times, right? He's made the NFC championship game once got blown out by my Philadelphia Eagles, which I'm going to talk about. Cause I love, you know, making fun of the Vikings, but if they can reestablish that defense, I think they're going to be a playoff team. And I think if they, if they do anything with that, cause they have a ton of young players last season, Jeff Gladney being young, Cameron Dantzler, uh, both rookie corners uh, last season. Like th- they have youth on this team. They lost a lot of good players like Linville Joseph, um, Everson Griffin, like older veterans. They lost a lot of those guys. And I think if they can establish their defense, which I think they did a pretty good job in free agency, but they got, they, they got Dalvin Tomlinson, the space eating run stopper from New York. Uh, they got Patrick Peterson, you know, perennial all pro corner uh, to replace, I guess, who are they going to replace? I don't even know. Whoever the corner was there. I'm sorry. Sorry. Loser bum clearly. And Alexander McKenzie, I think they're going to do a pretty good job. And if they can establish McKenzie Alexander, yeah. Yeah. McKenzie Alexander. Sorry. Yeah. If they do, if they can reestablish that defensive intensity, I think they will be a good team flat out. And uh, I think that for them is probably the biggest success. Cause you can't go from six to 29th. Like it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So for me, the main thing with the Vikings here is that they've not been, they, I mean, the defense, like you said, it's it hasn't been the best this at all. I mean, they 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 were losing games like that just because their defense hasn't been uh, there. And yes, uh, the Vikings this year, this past year, went seven and nine, under five hundred. Shocked me, shocked you, probably shocked a lot of NFL fans in mm-hmm. general. I mean, this the, especially when their offense actually performed better than I expected with Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. Adam Thielen, those three-headed monsters absolutely torched this year, this past year. Thielen kind of was was on the back end. Justin Jefferson completely, I mean, completely exceeded mm-hmm. my expectations. Dalvin Cook, I mean, I expect Dalvin Cook to be a top five running back, and he was like top three last year. He was incredible as well. So I can't, you can't blame, I can't even blame it on the Vikings offense. But like you said, that defense if that defense is is even is in shape, it doesn't even need to be 29th. If it's like, it doesn't even need to be sixth. I mean, it could be like 15th, 16th. That'll be enough for them to get in. Because seven and nine, despite having that 29th rank, is, is saying a lot actually. Mm-hmm. So 
And I mean, I, they're I, riding I, Dalvin Cook. And exactly. They lost Gary Kubiak, you know, to I think he retired. But guess who replaced him? Clint Kubiak, his son. They're going to still run the hell out of the ball. Like, and their offense will be probably top 12, I think it's fair to say. Definitely. Right, no, definitely. Yeah. It, it, their, their offense is insane. They did lose Kyle Rudolph, but Kyle Rudolph was also getting old. Um, they did lose on the defensive side, of course. Anthony Harris went to your Philadelphia Eagles, but to replace him, they got Xavier Woods. Um, so it, it's 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 gonna be tough, man. I think, like you said, of course, there a successful a, a successful year would have to be uh just bringing a better defense in general and. Like you said, if, if that doesn't happen, I think uh, Mike Zimmer is going to get the boot. Um, and do I think they'll have a successful year? Um, I don't know. This is a tough one for me because as much as I want to say they did, they, they, they do have a shot. They also haven't made a lot of moves in the defensive side. Sure, they added Patrick Peterson, lost Anthony Harris, though. I mean, it, it is tough. I'll, I'll say since Mike Zimmer knows that his job is most likely going to be on the line, and I think Kirk Cousins with that drafted QB knows that he needs to get his stuff together, uh, I think they'll have a successful season. I, I think I lean towards that way as well. It's it, it's close, though. It, I it's mean, cause, close, yeah. Because Kirk Cousins, like I remember the first year we did our podcast, he just pissed us off completely. And then he turned it around, of course, played well, even got a first round victory. Like that's the Kirk Cousins that were that I'm like I like want to see. Cause like even that Kirk Cousins is actually like good to watch. It's like actually like entertaining to watch. But mm-hmm. like like now, I mean, he, he he sometimes he's been getting outplayed by every single quarterback he's faced. Every single one. And it's not even just based off numbers. Like, of course, he's gonna his numbers are gonna be inflated because he has Justin Jefferson and he has Adam Thielen and he has Kyle Rudolph and he has Dalvin Cook, but like I mean he he just has to play better and and he knows that so and he's getting paid to play at that high level, um, but I I I'd be really shocked if uh, the Vikings uh, did not get that much better on defense and I think with that I think that that will maybe be enough for them to get a playoff spot. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that one. Now we can move on to the Chicago Bears, who surprisingly made the playoffs last season at a 9-7 and record, I believe, with Mitch Trubisky leading the charge, and they got completely destroyed on Nickelodeon by the Saints in the first round. He, um, is, the MV- he is the MVP. Just remember that. That is true. He is the MVP. And what did they do, Amal? Th- this is by far my favorite de- draft move, maybe of all time, if not at least like this draft. Dude, this is this was such a it was such a and they didn't draft a, a lot of players them all but amazing. the players they draft dude Justin Fields falling to their lap I think it I want to say the 13th pick bro unbelievable job and guess what they replaced Mitch Trubisky and, and Nick Foles uh with someone who's infinitely better mobility wise better accuracy wise better leader for me, a success for the Chicago Bears would be if they can get the most out of Justin Fields. And if he's like an offensive rookie of the year candidate, like a legitimate offensive rookie of the year Which is very possible. Then, first of all, Matt Nagy probably just saved his job. So does Ryan Pace, the GM. And on top of that, like I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, but if Justin Fields is good for them this year, at least, you know, probably like... like next what? year. Literally the next year. Literally 2022. The next year. Like, they're good. They're set. I don't have the contracts like up off top of my head, but Roquan Smith is still young. Khalil Mack is still like, I think has like is extended for like three more years. Akeem Hicks might be gone soon, but still like this defense is going to be probably pretty good still in 2022. And you're going to be able to carry that momentum and have the second year leap for your quarterback. What you need is for a successful season this year, uh, this year, if you're the bears, you need to know that Justin Fields is legit. And that like the reason, like if you fell to the fourth quarterback, was all just BS. Like you, if he's a legit player, then it's a dub of a season for the Bears. And I don't think there's a question about it. like sure Tevin Jenkins might like if Tevin Jenkins is great, then yeah, it'll take it to a different level. The rookie A other. plus plus draft exactly if they do stuff like that. Yeah. But forget everyone else. 
it's Justin Fields time, bro. If Justin Fields can hit, then I mean, look at like, for example, like the Chargers, right? The Chargers last season, everyone thought, you know what? They're going to suck. They got a bad quarterback. Guess what? Their quarterback, Justin Herbert, one offensive rookie of the year. And everyone looks at their season as a, as a win, even though their head coach got fired. Like, and now they're, they have, people have them contending in the AFC West. It's, it's that crazy. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, things can change, right? After one year. So I'm with you here. We can keep it very short and simple here. I mean, of course, success sucks. Of course, you want Allen Robinson to be re signed. I mean, of course, you want to add more weapons, or even if he's going to walk, you're going to want another guy. But even past all of that, if the quarterback's legit, that's a dub uh, at the end of the day. And I'm I'm sorry, Arif, Justin Fields was he was he was a top two quarterback in my opinion. Top three, you could he, he in this draft people could have even people put him at one above Lawrence. People put him mm-hmm. at two. People put him at three. That dude is is special. He's absolutely special. He would have gone one in most drafts. Just so happened uh, that Justin that Trevor Lawrence was there. I think he's he's a beast, and I I truly believe. I don't know if they make the plus if he starts week one. I I I it would be really shocking to me if they if he somehow like pulls it to Sean Watson and then just like pops mm-hmm. off rookie year. Of course, not the injury, but just pops off and then like leads the team to wins right off the bat. And if that is the case, then it, it's wraps. I think they can. Uh, they can even pass the Vikings even this year, but I it, it depends on that. But like I said, it's just Justin Fields' success. If I if even some on field success would be good, I think Foles will start. Um, I think he, I mean not Foles. What's his name? Dalton. Dalton's gonna start. Um, Dalton's probably gonna start for like the first like month. I I think that's probably where it's gonna be capped off at. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, successful season. F- Fields gets some wins under gets some time under his belt. Looks good. And uh, the Bears believe that he's the future, and then that will save uh, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy's job. Yep. Uh, pretty nice and simple there. Green Bay Packers won the division, made the uh, NFC Championship game, lost to Tom Brady because their head coach didn't know to give Aaron Rodgers the ball in the, like, the end of the game. Success here goal. is very simple, by the way. And there's two, there's two paths of all. There's two paths. There's a path with Rodgers, right? Which I think everyone expects Aaron Rodgers will be back. No, I like but this. I think that was I think that would be the only success, actually, just for this season. Keep uh, Aaron up. Because <laughs> I, I think mean, at that point, they're already NFC contending top three team. So if just if he stays, he doesn't need a practice up till literally Sunday, the first Sunday, and they'd be fine. I'm telling you right now. That's the only success that truly matters for the season. Um, with if they get Jordan Love as their Week One starter, then I think it, it is an overall failure. Unless, of course, you're about to say with Jordan Love, what happens? Okay, with Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers comes back, it's a success in itself. But I think every Packer fan. They're probably going to get greedy later on and be like, you know what? We need to have a Super Bowl appearance this year. And I think that's a fair sort of, uh, you know, it's a, I think it's a fair reason to have like a fair, um, I'm trying to come with a word, dude. Expectation. Cause I a think, fair expectation. Cause yeah, I think exactly. Milwaukee's one game away from winning it here. And yeah, why like, not Aaron Rodgers? Why not Aaron Rodgers too? His team, dude? Exactly. Definitely. Um, yeah, that's pretty simple. The Aaron Rodgers path. I think Aaron Rodgers comes back. That's a mini win or a huge win. No, that's Super Bowl. Uh, that's could, a big one. Yeah, that's a win. S- Super Bowl appearance. I think you're looking back at your season as a huge success. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't play though, and he just sits out or gets traded, which I think is highly unlikely. If he sits out, I think a win for the Packers this season would be if Jordan Love. Was Take some of the like playoffs. Take some of the playoffs. No, I think not he, even playoffs. If no, because I think good no, because Arib, I think the team. This is it, his rookie year, essentially. That's why I'm it, saying it, that. I agree with that. But the team around him is built so well, where I think even though, of course, the receivers are he has Devonte Adams, so I'm not gonna say the. I think with what he has around him, I think I'm okay. Maybe playoffs is stretching it a bit. Actually, no, it's not. He should be able to make the playoffs. I, I actually, I don't take that back. He's been under. He's been. He's been benched for what two years now? A year. A year is. It, I mean, oh yeah, yeah. It's a year now. Um, yeah, I expect playoffs from him. 
or and or I expect him to at least play very well. It's one of the two. Yeah. Fair enough. Now we can move to the NFC East. We're going to start with my team because they were the worst team in the NFC East this season. The Philadelphia They were? Wait, 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 wait. They were? I didn't even know that, Reed. They Fired were the- their head coach, Doug Peterson, got rid of their quarterback, Carson Wentz. Oh, I Brought in that. Nick Sirianni to be their head coach. Really? Okay. The Eagles, what I think a win for them this season, Amal, is if they can get something out of the young players they have on their team. And I'm not just talking about rookies like Devontae well Smith, Lander Dickerson. I'm talking J- uh, Jalen Ragor. I'm talking even like Miles Sanders, if he can consistently stay on the field and be healthy. Yeah, Dallas Goddard, who is still, I guess, reasonably young. If you can get something out of these young players, anything, dude, then it's a win for this, this team. Because they've drafted so poorly, they have a lack of young talent on that team. And I think if they can bring something out of these young draft picks, like even someone like Kayvon Wallace, the safety out of Clemson, or Josh Sweat, the edge rusher out of, I think it was Miami, or no, Florida State. Like if you can get something out of these young guys, and I'll say like on the rookie contracts, then I think it's a win and they can, if they can establish some sort of, you know, like good not even superstar just good young talent on the team that you can look forward and be like okay this is the future generation of the philadelphia eagles if they can do that then it's a dub for them i think we can move on yeah I and jalen hurts by the way forgot yeah Jaylen yeah hurts. yeah i mean that, that was what i say uh that main success in this season would be if jalen hurts performance is really well really good but i think you hit out you hit the nail on the head i think the young players just need to perform well because i think the Eagles right now consist of mostly young players. I'll be honest. Uh, Dallas Goddard's young. Yeah, because they got rid I mean, Ertz is pretty much gone. I, they haven't announced anything, but he's pretty much gone. I, he's not going to come back. Uh, the defense is young. All, to, all of the defensive players are young. So I think, yeah. Except Cox and Graham, dude. And Except Ryan Cox Kerrigan. and Graham. Yeah, I mean, it's three and players. McLeod, yeah. Three, that's what I'm saying. It's not a lot. The, the team is actually surprisingly really young. So just the young players to step up. Uh, if Hurts works out, it would be great. Success also, part two success. Uh, I wasn't going to bring it up in news, but I'll bring it now. If Deshaun Watson be- uh, becomes a Philadelphia Eagle, is a mega, 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 mega success. And uh, we can move on. Sure, we can move on on that now. <laughs> I highly doubt that, but it is what it is. New York Giants, dude. We've been harping on it. Everyone's been harping on it. Guess what the Giants did in this offseason? They brought in Kyle Rudolph. Saquon Barkley is coming back. Kenny Galladay signed from Detroit. John Ross, which is irrelevant, but whatever. <laughs> Kadarius Tony. They brought in... Who did the bring on offensive line? John Ross. <laughs> Yo, John Ross... Dude, one of one of I'm not gonna even say he's one of my favorite players. Forget about that. Um, they have a pretty sound defense, right? Definitely. The biggest question mark, everyone has said it. Danny Jones, Danny Dimes, is he good enough? If Daniel Jones can prove that he's not Mitch Trubisky and he's actually a competent, borderline like top 15 quarterback, then this season is a win for the New York Giants. Period. Nothing else. We can move on. Like, n- there's not even a question. I think. Uh... Danny Dimes, yeah. I mean, the de- dude, this defense is ridiculous, Reeb. I think, uh, honestly, I'm being dead serious when I say this. Division win would be a successful season. I'll be honest. This division is trash. So. And if Danny Dimes is good, then you'll have that. And you don't have to have worry that. about drafting exactly. another quarterback. Exactly. And hopefully, like you said, Daniel Jones gets the job done. Do I think this happens? No, uh, I actually no, don't think so. I actually don't think that happens either. And when it comes to the Eagles one, too, I'm hopeful that one happens. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I, I think, uh, yeah, Danny Dimes. I hope, I hope to be proven wrong at the end of the day. I mean, like, I, I never, I never hated Daniel Jones. It's just like, God damn, he's so frustrating to watch. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, he is very fast, so we can move on. That is true. He doesn't look like he moves that fast, but man is moving. Yeah, he is moving. The Dallas Cowboys. I was thinking maybe win a division, you know, put put all those like sort of is Mike McCarthy nah, a good head coach? It's beyond that. It's beyond that. The, the the most simple thing for me is guess who they paid a ton of money this season? Amal four years, one hundred sixty-two million dollars. Dakota Prescott. Forget uh, forget fixing their defense, right? The win for the Dallas Cowboys is if Dak Prescott comes back. I don't care if he comes back week one. I think it's expect, expected he no, does. He's, yeah, he's, right? he's, he'll be back week one. Yeah. If he comes back, right? 
And if by the end of the season, first of all, he plays all 17 games. That's going to be so annoying to say 17 games, but if he plays all the games and by the end of the season, if he looks like the, like he looks like good old deck, then it is a success for you. Forget playoffs or anything. Cause I think this is the reason why I think this is the biggest factor for the Dallas Cowboys is because they just paid him so much money. I'm all like $162 million, four years. That's a huge gamble. And they paid him when he was hurt. Right. If I believe so, like it's a huge gamble. And if Dak Prescott, I mean, he broke his ankle, bro. I don't, he didn't even break it. He has the Conor McGregor injury. He broke his entire foot, except way worse. I think. Right. If, he doesn't return back to normal, then all that money is waste and you have to go find another quarterback. And I think you can't do that right now. The biggest thing for the Dallas Cowboys and the thing that's going to dictate whether or not they have a successful season is if Dak Prescott by the end of the season is playing healthy and is playing good football. Yeah. So obviously there's key factors to this Dallas football team. Uh, Of course, you're going to say Ezekiel Elliott needs to step up his game big time. You're going to expect CeeDee Lamb to, of course, uh, take that big leap. I mean, he he's already at a very high rookie year. So, um, of course, he's only going to get better. Michael Gallup, how you can get him more involved in the offense. But even all past that, Dak Prescott is definitely the most important piece here. And, yes, their target should be to winning the division. I mean, it's very simple, very straightforward. Jerry Jones is paying money that I don't even understand how it makes sense. I mean, I thought salary caps exist, but clearly not just clearly the Bucks and the Cowboys defy the and odds. the Saints, dude. Yeah, they, they they somehow completely it's magic. It's literally magic and uh they get over they get away with it. I mean, the money I feel bad that he's spending this much, but he is spending this much cuz he has a lot of talented players. Um, Dak Prescott needs to get the job done and I need to see, I mean, I don't want to see, but I need to see from them a division win in order for this to even be deemed successful for me. And with that, that's only possible, of course, if Dak Prescott is successful and, uh, if Dak Prescott's successful, Zeke Elliott's going to be successful. And if those guys are successful, the offense becomes successful and the defense will always suck. So, uh, we can move on (laughs) Washington football team. I pulled up these numbers, Lamar. So the Washington football team did the sixth best, sixth best defense when it comes to points per game allowed in the NFL. However, on the offensive side of the ball, they were 25, 25th when it came to scoring the most points. That is clearly not the best. When you have a great defense, you want to have a, uh, it's even an average offense to sort of complement that, right? Because at the end of the day, defense wins football games. And yeah, I guess having a great offense this is great, but they don't even have a great offense. They don't even have an average offense. They had a trashy offense, right? The thing is, though, with the way this, this Washington football team is sort of structured, their quarterback, they brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick from Miami, Ryan Fitzmagic, the GOAT, uh, Beard Magic, whatever people call him these days. First of all, absolute legend, right? However, their next two quarterbacks, Taylor Heineke, who – he had a go, he, go, 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 go. I don't want to hear it. A, okay. Yeah. But is he your franchise quarterback? No. Kyle Allen. They're not worried about that right now, though, Reed. And that's my point. That's the point I'm trying to come to. They're not worried about their franchise quarterback. They don't have their franchise future quarterback Correct. on the roster. This team, as funny as it is to say the Washington football team, they don't even have a real name. They're a win now team. And for me, they have to win the division. Forget like get like and I think they're gonna get a better offense with Ryan Fitzpatrick, more consistent no, that, quarterback. That's play, the only right? Yeah, yeah. Right. They're gonna have T- Terry McLaurin. I think he's gonna have a B season. DJ Moore. DJ Moore, Diami Brown, Amal, a rookie, like the, uh, Curtis Curtis Samuel, Calvin Harmon, like Antonio Gibson. Yeah, I mean was, Curtis Samuel, not DJ Moore. Yeah, my bad. Mm-hmm. Similar players, but yeah, yeah. It, the this Washington football team, it's simple. They need to win the division because they're built for it and they don't have a legitimate future at quarterback right now. They have to win the division. And like if I don't know if they're gonna win a playoff game, but if they win a playoff game, then it's it's a it's a dub anyway. Like you have to win, you have first of all, you have to win the division. I think if that you win the division, you're looking back uh in February, like the Washington football team had a successful season without a question. Yeah, so 
Uh, going back, of course, to the Dallas one, I do believe Dallas Cowboys are going to win the division. Um, and my main thing is this, going now to the Washington football team. I think the issue with them is I don't trust Ryan Fitzpatrick playing all 17 games. Now there's an added mm-hmm. game. I don't trust him playing 17 games at a high level. I truly believe, Arib, there will be like three, four games where he's the best quarterback in football. I guarantee you. I, oh, we're gonna happen, and, it happens and it's season. going to and it's going to happen here too. He's going to be the best player in football. I guarantee you for at least one or two weeks, guaranteed. Like lock it in right now. But my issue is, he becomes the worst quarterback in football. Also, for actually, sadly, more than that. So and <laughs> there's he a middle ground where he's decent, and though, then there's a fair. middle, and then there's a middle ground, of course, where he becomes tolerable, right? Like Mitch Trubisky level. So then after that. Now you're coming. Now you're wondering. Okay, so where is this going to go in terms of the landscape of this team overall and their success, right? So, I mean, I, I really I'm not confident with how Fitzpatrick's going to play, um, in the latter half of the season. I, I really don't know how that's going to go for him. He started off really well in Miami. I mean, that start was incredible. Of course, he didn't want to get benched. And I, I definitely can say this now. If he didn't get benched, the Dolphins would have made the playoffs. I mean, that, that's a that's a no-brainer. I think mm-hmm. the Colts would be out and the Dolphins would have been in. Uh, but, I mean, it, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think um, – I don't I, I don't think uh, Fitzpatrick is going to be the answer. I think it will be a plug-and-play, of course. Um, but I think sooner or later this year, I can easily see Taylor Heineke taking the role. I'll be dead honest. I I, I mean, I, I love me some Fitz magic, but I, I I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a big believer that it's gonna last throughout the whole season. That's especially in the playoffs. I, I I'm just not like that yet. And if I'm being completely honest, Amal, I think the worst thing that could have happened for this Washington team last season, like I guess culture wise, it was great winning a Super Bowl, uh, winning a, winning a Super Bowl, winning the division having a really competitive first uh, playoff game against Tampa Bay, almost winning with Taylor Heineke. Like it's a great culture builder for Ron Rivera, right? First year battling cancer, all that great story. But in doing so, I think they put themselves out of the running and getting a future quarterback. And I think that's probably going to end up being the biggest downfall for them potentially. Cause I think right now they have a stopgap quarterback, like you said, and uh, like, the roster is just, I think, too good where it is right now to where they're going to have like a great draft pick. Ryan Fitzpatrick is too competent for that. Same with Taylor Heineke. I honestly think he's too competent for them to be a legitimate, like, you know, two, three win team, four win team. No, that's gonna, not possible. Yeah. That's not yeah. Possible. They're going to end up being like a middle of the road team. It's going to be hard for them to get a future like quarterback. Last like last year. I mean, at the end of the day, they won, they won seven and nine last year. So I'm trying to think. They could honestly win eight or nine games this season, maybe even more. Like, yeah, I think they can go eight or nine or nine and eight. I could easily see that. Whether that's even 10 and seven, like even 10 and seven, I could also see that. Is that enough to win the division? I don't know. Is it enough to play and make the playoffs? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, this Mm -hmm. is a new 17 game schedule. I don't know how easy slash hard it is. I mean, if the Bears made it at eight and eight, I think, I think it's probably going to be still somewhat easy, but. We'll see. I, I really don't know. I mean, this NFC is very competitive. We can move on, though. Yep. Uh, we're, we can move on to the NFC South. And I believe it was the Falcons that finished last. Correct. They fired their head coach, Dan uh, Dan Quinn, like week six, I believe. Fired their head, uh, their um, GM. They brought in a bunch of new guys. Arthur Smith is now the new head coach uh, from Tennessee. I think I'm going to go the similar route that I went with the Philadelphia Eagles, dude. I think they've got to be, they've got to get some youth on this team. That's going to be sort of, you can sort of build around. Cause right now, right. First of all, they lost Julio Jones. They've like, if you look at the roster, it's kind of like a bunch of, it's like a few old guys, right? Like Jake Matthews, right. Uh, like uh, obviously Calvin Ridley, I guess at this point, I guess he's sort of still on his rookie, rookie deal, but he's still like, he's kind of older now, right? Matt Ryan, obviously Grady Jair on the defense, Deion Jones, like oldies, old, like not even oldies, but you know, they're, they're at the end of their first contracts. If in the case of Matt Ryan, he's like on his fifth contract, who knows? Right. 
but other than that, there's no good other players. Like uh, they have Caleb McGarry and Chris Lindstrom, who they both like spent first round picks on and like for their offensive line, Hayden Hurst, Kyle Pitts. This season, though, Amal, I don't know if you know this. I believe the Falcons had the most undrafted free agent signings in the NFL. And if I look at the rookies they have on the roster right now, they have 26 rookies, which I believe is the first, like the, the most for the NFL, right? They need to get some of these players to hit. And I know it's going to be like Kyle Pitts will probably end up hitting and like Richie Grant, the safety will probably end up hitting, but they need more than that. I think they need to hit like, they need like three to five players who they need to come out of the season and be like, you know what? These are legitimate building blocks and pillars that we can build around for this team. And if they don't do that, then I, I think it's honestly like kind of an Elva season. Like I, they'll be decent. I think they'll be competitive in some games, but I don't think they're going to win a lot of games. Their roster is just too young. They need to get some of these young guys to hit. And like AJ Terrell, he needs to be more consistent. Phenomenal rookie season. Isaiah Oliver, same thing. If these young players can hit, I think it's going to be a good season for them. Uh, it's going to be a successful season. Yeah, so, I mean, now, of course, they, they got rid of Julio Jones. So, of course, whenever I picked the Falcons, the main reason was always Julio Jones. It was always uh, Julio Jones. But now, of course, they they, they moved on from him. Uh they replaced him, of course, with Kyle Pitts with the with their pick, um, fourth pick. I expect big things out of Kyle Pitts, Arib. I, I don't know about you. I expect I him. To, well. I expect him to literally be the next George Kittle, some flat out. I expect him to be dominant, and if he's anything short of that, I will be pissed. I, I mean, I, I'm just trying to think. He went fourth overall as a tight end. So and I don't think he'll be that this season. And I also don't think uh, he's going to be that this season either. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, that's my expectation. Whether he actually does that or not, I don't believe so. I think he's going to be very good, but I, I don't see it yet. Um, but when it comes to – I think you, you're absolutely right when it comes to what success for this uh, Falcons team. Uh I just don't think they will be that successful. And uh, I think they will move on from Matt Ryan at the end, by the end of the season. Dang. Is that more of a, we kind of suck and we need to restart or yeah, yeah, Matt Ryan that. suck? No, Matt Ryan will never suck. Matt Ryan's been my boy. He's, he's top 10. I, I, I've, I'm always, <laughs> Matt, Matty man. Ice, Matty Ice is, Matty Ice is the man. I, I've never, ever uh, slander Matty Ice's performance, except in that Super Bowl. But I, I, I really. Think and even then, he wasn't that bad. To be fair, he, he was and fine. he wasn't that he wasn't that bad. He was never the prob the reason why the Falcons were losing games. And Julio Jones was never the reason, other than not playing. He was never the reason they were losing games. I, I mean, it, injuries on the defensive side definitely helps. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, to be fair, Deion Jones needs to play. I, I mean, I, I haven't seen Deion Jones. I feel like playing like five years and i don't even think he's been in the league for five years so i need mm. to see they I lost need, players like keanu neal and keanu stuff Devontae yeah, kaisey yeah. like oh, that super bowl era is gone now essentially they they, they eat, don't have superstars i mean here's the thing right i'm talking i'm talking crap about the falcons right if these dudes all are healthy i can easily make the argument that they're contending in this division easily because the, the team nah, is actually I, I don't think it's so, not dude. if everyone is good dude i mean that's such the a thing big is statement. they don't have that many good players anymore that's just what i strongly believe they, like, they they don't but the thing is like if what okay let's say kyle Pitts is everything we think he is simple as that, that they're still that, gonna need more that, they're gonna need yeah, richie but, grant to be everything they're gonna need matt ryan to be playing mvp caliber football and, and, and that, which, just, which is which is also too many holes on the saying. roster that's what i there, there, no i don't don't get me wrong i also don't think that's going to happen but yeah, i, fair I enough, think fair I, I i'm just saying it, 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 you can't you can't completely rule it out because i mean they were competitive many games this season they just lost so mm-hmm. um but yeah i'm looking forward to this falcons year like uh like I did last year, I was freaking to go sixteen and zero clearly with my predictions, uh but yeah um I don't think they'll in, in the in the ways that you said it and I think I agree with mm-hmm. you I don't think they're gonna have a successful season this year. Agreed. We can move on to the Panthers. Yep. Uh, Panthers went five and eleven. Uh, main main thing here they they picked up uh Sam Darnold Sam Darnold. D- they they kind of over not really they didn't I didn't even think they overpaid I think it was pretty fair value uh, for him uh, I think them that's the main thing if Sam Darnold works out 
they've they've also hit this out of the park. Uh, I don't expect them to win the division. I don't expect them to be contending. I do expect them to have an improvement from five wins. So my mm-hmm. main thing here is, of course, the offense is going to get better with Sam Darnold. I mean, Sam Darnold, no offense to Teddy Bridgewater, but Sam Darnold's definitely better than Teddy. He has a ceiling. Yeah, I mean, even with the Jets, you can see Sam Darnold was better was better than Teddy Bridgewater. I, I mean, I could tell you that. But the thing is, I think if Sam Darnold somehow just completely like, like the prospect that he showed to be with that third pick, if we see that he's still so young, if we see that in Carolina, that has a that's a playoff potential team easily. Uh, I so for me, I think if just just Sam Darnold improvement. I mean, I'm going to say pretty much the same thing when, whenever I talk about the Colts with Carson Wentz. Just see some some type of improvement in overall play. Uh, I just want to see Sam Darnold play. And I think if he plays at a high level, great. If not, I mean, he's getting shipped. So And his career is probably done as a starter. So I think I want to see that. that My main success here, Reeb. and yes, they didn't draft. They drafted, I believe, uh, defense, I believe, in the first round. Uh Casey Horn, buddy. Casey Horn. Yeah, I mean, that deep it doesn't even matter for me. My main focus here, of course, is going to be Sam Darnold. And I yeah. think he's going to be successful, mm-hmm. by the way. I think he I, have, I have two things. I, 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 I don't know. I think I'm more leaning towards he'll be successful. But I think Sam Darnold either has to be good or he has to be completely trash. I don't want him to be sort of in this middle range where it's like you're questioning whether or not he'll be the future because then at that point, I feel like you're just entering Mitch Trubisky territory where you're just like exactly. hoping and hoping. Because right? Mitch Trubisky even had his high games. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I also want to see them do something. Okay, so last season, right? You said 5-11. and 11. I believe they lost the most one-possession games last season. Uh, and I, I'd like yeah. to see them turn that around. I believe they were like 2-9 and nine or 2-10 and 10 in one-possession games. I'd like to see them turn that around. And uh, you're not going to win like like nine of those, like you're not going to flip two and nine to like nine and two, but if you can go like 50, like, like, you know, around 500, I think that's a yeah, great eight to nine range. wins. Yeah. That's that. That's a good range. There are five. I think if they get to eight or nine, I think that's a dub. Mm-hmm. I think that's an easy dub. And I think they and, can get there. Yeah. Without question. And I've just got to say, before we move on to the saints, I'm really excited for this, this uh, Panthers team, just because, I think they, they drafted really well in the last couple of years, including this year. And I'm just excited to see what they're going to do, man. Christian McCaffrey's coming back. It'll at the very least, I think it'll be a fun. They team. did. They went five and 11 also without Christian McCaffrey. That, mm-hmm. that we completely forgot about that. That dude is their team. So uh, <laughs> literally on offense and defense and with still, all rookies starting on he's defense still, as well. he still runs that team. So I, I mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Sam Darnold or not, he, he needs to be there. So, um, yep. I expect them for sure to, to even contend. I can easily see them contend. So I think um, they'll contend in games. I don't think they're going to contend for the division. No, um, oh, 100% yeah. not. No, 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 definitely not. Definitely. Okay. New Orleans be- Saints. Um, a win for them. They just lost Drew Brees to retirement. A win is if either Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill are actually good quarterbacks and move on. Like, <laughs> okay. that, that, oh, like yeah, that's that simple, simple. Simple. Move on. Yeah. Cause if they are good, they're going to make the playoffs. It's, it's, it's I don't think they're so, like, if I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, simple. they're not going to no, get yeah, close. No, I think, no, 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 but no. if one of those two guys can be good enough, no, like, consistently, at the end of the day, like, look, like Bridgewater was bridging water as, and went undefeated as a backup quarterback with the Saints. So at the end of the day, you just need to be somewhat competent and you should be fine. I really don't yep. think – I'd be really shocked if I if they really don't have any quarterback figured out halfway through the season and, they're, and they suck. I think that's that's a red flag, and the Saints will be in red alert, red alert. We can move on to – Bucks. they need to win a Super Bowl. We can move on. Yeah, this one, the success here, nothing short of Super Bowl, actually, because mm-hmm. they, they kept the exact same team. So anything short of Super Bowl – it honestly isn't successful. Of course, of course, if Brady regresses, then I'm not going to count it against them. But that's the only thing. Yeah. Okay, moving on to the NFC West, our final division. The Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals. I believe they finished, I want to say, 8-8 eight and eight last season almost, right? 9-7 and seven maybe? 8-8. Eight and, eight and eight. They they were the eighth seed. So they were mm-hmm. one. They, they missed out the tiebreaker. And they were fighting for the playoffs with the Rams. And then Colin Murray, their quarterback, got hurt. And... It was a battle of the backups, and I guess the the Rams' backup was just better. They lost that game. 
got knocked out of the playoffs. Year three with Cliff Kingsbury, year three with Colin Murray. Colin Murray, I'll be honest, he was really good at points last season. I'd like to see him be more consistent. MVP candidate this year? Yes. And uh, I'm not going to even put Colin Murray as like part of my success or failure for this team. I won't success either. or failure is if they can make the playoffs. That 100%. for me is the benchmark because if they don't, Cliff Kingsbury is getting booted. Colin Murray is obviously no. I don't think be- I don't think that he's ever gonna. I don't think he's gonna get booted though. Reeve. Cliff Kingsbury is definitely gonna get booted. I, I don't. I don't think he is. You can't go year three with Colin Murray, who's so talented. And like I said, I think Colin Murray is gonna be phenomenal next season. And I think if you can't use capitalize on that and win games. Cause that's what it's going to come down to. If you can't win games as Cliff Kingsbury and make the playoffs, then you just frankly don't deserve to be an NFL head coach. And I think that for me is their benchmark on whether or not they had a successful season. That, that That's fair. I mean, they, they did have additions of Rondell Moore, that AJ green. And of course they have Deandre Hopkins, Christian Kirk still there. Weapons are all over the place. They have Jay. They added James. JJ Watt. They have Tim JJ. Well, yeah, who, yeah, who? Isaiah Simmons, Zayvon Collins. Yeah, I think honestly, you can even just stop it at JJ Watt and Chandler Buda Jones. Baker. That that defense, they should really, they'd be really bad if if, if they didn't make. They it have really good individual players on that defense. I'm all. I think Vance Joseph, the defensive corner, is going to have a field day trying to put together like Isaiah Simmons, for example. He can play anywhere, dude. Malcolm Butler coming from Tennessee. Like they have a lot of decent talent. Tay Gowan, a rookie corner. Like I like what I see on this team defensively, offensively. Yeah, their offensive line is still doo doo, but they got Rodney Hudson from Las Vegas, so that's a huge dub. No, who uh, they? But the, they have. He has the supporting cast. Kyler Murray has the supporting cast. So the roster my, is good enough to win the make the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, it's either because Kyler Murray like died, dude, that or roster because Cliff Kingsbury sucks. That roster is good enough. That roster is actually good enough to go far in the playoffs too. And I, I, I and I'm saying that because I truly do believe in Kyler Murray. I, I think, yeah. You're you're they'd be beyond crazy if they if they somehow didn't make the playoffs. It really shocked me. Um, and honestly, I'm gonna say this right now before we move on. All four of these teams can win the division. All four of them can. Yep, agreed. Okay. And I and I truly would not be surprised if if the Cardinals won, Niners, Rams, Seahawks. It doesn't. matter. I think all four of these teams could win the Super Bowl. I also believe that. That's why I'm saying all four of these teams can go far and. Like I said, it would not surprise me if any of them did. Because I think overall, like you said, the talent on this team, yes, the O-line sucks for the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean. But they improved it, I'd say. They improved, they improved it, right? The weapons Kyler Murray has is stupid. He literally has an A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins, and Christian Kirk, Rondo. Rondo like, that's, Moore, dude. <laughs> that's, like, that's insane. It's nutty. And then, and then mm-hmm. of course, Ky- Kyler Murray just he, he runs all the time. So he's like. And then defensive side, Warren Chandler Jones is literally a nightmare, dude. That's that's so scary. That's so scary. And then they have Zayvon Collins, dude. Remember how much you were raving about Zayvon Collins? And then Isaiah Simmons. They have Malcolm Butler, Tay Gowan, Buda Baker. Oh my goodness. Byron Murphy. It's a good roster. Byron Murphy. Oh, they need to make the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, it's a failure. And if they, if if if. Uh, if they don't make the playoffs, they need to give me uh, Cliff Kingsbury's home. Simple as that. And yeah. his job, dude. Give me that million dollar paycheck, bro. I, I want the home. <laughs> that home is different. <laughs> Fair enough. We, we can move on. Uh, um, next is uh, San Francisco 49ers, who mm-hmm. were last place. Uh, they finished six and ten, and they finished six and ten majority without George Kittle. Uh, the man, I'm not going to say he runs their offense, but the cornerstone piece of that offense and Jimmy Garoppolo, their starting quarterback. They, they Most of their games were won by Nick Mullins and uh, C.J. Beathard. I think here a successful season, make the playoffs here. I think if they somehow, somehow get Trey Lance in, in the season, I, I I I could I would like I would like to see if he's become successful too, and if he is a real deal, that would be great to see this year. I don't know if we will this year. I probably don't think he's going to play, but yeah. For in terms of with Garoppolo playing, I, tr- I that's all I expect. Um, mm-hmm. Make the playoffs, and honestly, the, the Niners with Garoppolo healthy, they should they should have the best team in the NFC. But we'll see. Um, 
I, I like I said, they don't so, have Richard like, Sherman I, anymore. Though, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so, that, so that's a big loss. So that's why I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say all that. Just make the playoffs. All four of these teams, they, uh, my, my expectation success is going to be make the playoffs. Um, I can't, um, I can't really yeah. say anything else. Yeah. Okay. For the Niners, I have two notes. I'm all my first note is not dying. And by that, I mean, don't get in the roster, not dying. It's, yeah, it's that simple. simple. It's very, everyone simple. Nick Bosa was out last season. If they're healthy, they're going to be good. And they're I think be very good. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think that's what matters. Second, Trey Lance sitting out. I don't want to see Trey Lance at all this season, except holding a clipboard on the I, sideline. I don't want to. I think that's the best yeah. for his development. We both watched his rookie film. I, I'd say we did a pretty extensive deep dive into Trey Lance. I love that he went to Kyle Shanahan and uh, this in the Niners and Santa. He's going to play in Santa Clara and that you know burgundy and gold, whatever the hell their colors are, red and gold. I don't want to see him this season. I don't want to see him on the field. I want to see him. I want to get. I want him to get the Patrick Mahomes treatment. I want to. I want him to get the Jordan Love treatment. I want him to get the Aaron Rodgers treatment. And if he gets that, he's going to be phenomenal without a question. We can move yeah, on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we can move on. Next, so the up, Rams, yeah, right? Rams. Yeah, Rams won ten. NFC Championship game appearance. Yeah, yeah. They they um they barely made the playoffs. They beat the Cardinals in the last week to make the playoffs. Uh, they were the sixth seed. They did make an upset in the first round. They beat the Seahawks. Um, but after that, yeah, um, they are, in my opinion, the best team in this division. Uh, they, in my opinion, also Arib, hot take. I also believe they're the best team in the NFC. Uh, I'm, I don't I, think I, it's I, that hot, dude. I'll be honest. I, I, I think, I think, that's a I, great think take. I think Matt Staff, Matty, Matt Staff, I was saying Matty Ice, Matt Stafford's going to be, he's going to show everyone that he just played for the worst team in football all of his entire career and and uh, and he's gonna miss out megatron he's he's gonna he's gonna be it's gonna be back to those days with cooper cup and robert woods bro and van jefferson of course i i, I truly believe this when i say this that that team is insane cam Akers is gonna be insane this year as well um, greatest head coach of his career yeah i greatest think defense of his career i think here yeah the greatest yeah exactly this defense is ridiculous like i said NFC champ, like you said, NFC championship game because you can never rule out Brady. You can never rule out any of these damn teams in the NFC West. So NFC championship game and the Packers, to be fair, and the and the Packers and the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. So um, yeah, minimum bare minimum is uh is NFC championship game. I'm not gonna give him the pass for the first year type thing because I didn't mean he he's an elite quarterback at the end of the day. He he should get the job done. We can move on. Yep, we can move on to the Seattle Seahawks. For me, I think what I'd like to see them all, their defense was historically bad to start the season last season. And I guess around – Just remember ESPN Plus had them as a top five defense entering into this year. Just remember that. First of all, that's just terrible reporting, and they should all be fired. But I don't think they're going to be a top five, right? But they finished the season at 16th of all. They went from like – 30th 30, to 16th. They went, yeah, they went from like 31st. Right? To huge, huge increase uh, in defensive production, right? The Bobby Wagner was back healthy. Jamal Adams came back and he was starting to get healthy into the end of the season. They lost a couple of key players, right? But I think at the end of the day, I'd like to see them keep that defensive efficiency up because I think if they do, I think they've done enough on the offense side of the ball, like getting Dwayne Askridge, adding some more weapons to where. I don't think this offense is going to hold them back. I think this defense is going to hold them back. And I think if this defense can sort of keep that second half of the season last year up, I think this team will be good. Uh, and for me, that's the success because at the end of the day, I don't even know, dude. The Seahawks are just, just a weird team. They, they should be the Jets, but they're just not the Jets, and it doesn't make any sense. It's okay, like, they lo- didn't they lose to the Jets? <laughs> it, does, it doesn't even matter. Uh, Who cares, bro? Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I mean, 12-4, and four, I'm actually now looking at it, it's shocking that they won 12-4, and four, but that being said, the Rams and the Niners of, and the Cardinals are so evolved now. So now you think, yeah, they're definitely not going to go 12 and four this upcoming year. I think the Seahawks are by far the worst roster in this division. D- that by, being far, said, by far, by far. If they finish first, I would not be surprised whatsoever because yeah, they have yeah, a top three player in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, at the end of the day, anything can happen. So I don't, out of these four teams, Arib, I'll be dead honest too. You say they have the worst paid team or worst. Uh, roster on paper i also believe that and i don't 
think out of these four teams, one of them are not going to make the playoffs, and I do believe it's going to be the Seattle. Technically, Seahawks. we can have all four teams make the playoffs. Yeah, but technically you can. But the thing is, one of the NFC North teams are going to make it for sure. Two of the NFC North teams are going to make it. Like who knows, do. dude? But you never who know. Knows? All four teams can make it. Like the like two of the. It'll be hard. It'll be hard. It's going to be really hard. Yeah, it's going to be really hard. But I think we're guaranteed to see two teams from this division. Like. At least two teams, I probably can see, three teams. I can see, I can see three teams. Uh, I'm not going to guarantee three. Actually, yeah, I am going to guarantee three teams. I, I, it'd, be, it'd be crazy if any of these four mm-hmm. teams missed the playoffs. So yeah, I can guarantee three teams. Do you think it's success for them is making the playoffs? Then yeah, I, I think it's very simple here. Uh, the because now they know that this division's now like three times, three hundred times more difficult. So, um. The benchmark is actually way higher, uh, way lower, I should say. Um, it's just getting more difficult. So, yeah, make the playoffs. Hopefully you can get a nice run out of it. Maybe Jamal Adams becomes Cam Chancellor 2.0. Carlos Dunlap playing well, maybe. Jordan yeah. Brooks. Like- uh, I mean, maybe if, they, if the defense plays well, who knows? They could have some type of run. Uh, but, yeah, I, I I don't, that's the, I don't expect I, it. I don't expect it. I think that's the last. I think at the end of the day, there's only so much. Like, we saw the best. Uh, I'm not going to say he's the best quarterback, but we saw a top three quarterback in Patrick Mahomes get bullied in the Super Bowl because one line. part of his team sucked. One yeah. part of his team. Russell Wilson, his entire team sucked, bro, except like his linebacking core. That's it. Like, just to keep it a buck, like, like his team is so bad compared to anyone else's. That we consider like a top three, unless uh, maybe Deshaun Watson. If we're going like top five, top seven quarterback. Yeah, because right? even even but, if you like, you literally you, they could have DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf's great. Tyler Lockett's great. Literally replace Russell Dwayne Wilson Eskridge on that will team. be great. Race Dwayne Eskridge will be great. Literally replace Russell Wilson with uh, any quarterback, dude. That that team is dead. Even with those uh, great, even Patrick great Mahomes. That's uh, like even Patrick Mahomes. I think. I'd rather have Russell Wilson on this team than Patrick Holmes. I'd rather have Russell Wilson than Well, Aaron I think Rogers. that well, here's the thing. Yeah, because here I think it depends on the situation, right? I think this team is still sadly it's built for that Russell Wilson type build. So I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see how the Seattle Seahawks play this year. I think Pete Carroll, um, if they don't have a successful season this year, I think he should call it quits. That dude is I way agree. he should retire. He, he won't get fired, but he should retire. Nah, he I don't think he I think he is unfireable. I, I truly believe that he shouldn't be fired. The dude's 69. So uh let him walk out on his own. Um and I think he if if that happens, I think uh he's probably gonna call it quits. And that's a great career for Pete Carroll, too. Great elite uh college head coach and a very elite uh nfl head coach and yeah that covers up uh the end of the nfc uh next week we'll cover the afc uh successes and losses um but yeah that's uh, all i gotta say Reed. yep and i'm excited to come back at the end of this 2021 nfl season and look back at what we said here today monday july 19th and uh, it'll be interesting to see like how many? Because we said a lot of these teams we think are going to be successes, but at the end of the day, it's not going to be like that. We're going to have a lot of failures in here, and it's going to be interesting to see which ones were failures, which ones that we thought were going to be failures ended up being successes, and vice versa. It'll be interesting. I'm just so excited for NFLs to actually happen because Sundays are feeling hella boring right now. But that is it for me. That is it from Amal. Thank you for listening to episode 72 slash 73, and peace out. Bye and have a good one.